Hi, I'm Hamish Adams-Cairns and you are listening to Hack Chats, my podcast which delves into some of the good news stories around the world, which we are very much in need of now more than ever. Today's episode is recorded from Rough Edges in Darlinghurst and in a podcast series that attempts to introduce the listener to inspiring individuals who are going above and beyond to make the world a better place, our guest totally encapsulates what we at Hack Chats are all about. Here's what's coming your way this week. I think the statistic is, you know, having someone on the street is actually much more expensive than having them housed. And that blows my mind. Wow. You know, if, if that wasn't, if, you know, if that's widely known, how much more are we going to be going, right, well, let's put people in housing, you mm. know, and support them in it. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Let's get on with the pod. At a time when the world's complaining about not being allowed to go outside, when our exercise routines and diets are shot, our social lives non-existent and our holidays cancelled, it's perhaps important to remember that for many, these are not the results of a global pandemic. For many, this is just normal life. And that opportunity to go outside, you know, to, to not be stuck within the boundaries of your own house is actually incredibly fortunate. For many, that isn't even a choice. So today, I'm really excited to be joined by Ryan Nayum. So glad I got that right-ish. Who is the team leader of St John's Community Services and integral part to the running of Rough Edges, which we'll be discussing today. So Ryan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. So today, we want to talk about Rough Edges. Sure. Now, this began as a cafe, right, called PJ's in 1987? You've done your homework. I've done my homework. You did indeed, yeah. I did. And it was a cafe that was made for people, not profits. That was their their slogan, right? Absolutely, yeah. And since then, it has evolved and changed and has become the rough edges we see today. Yeah, so um, PJ's was started between two churches, St. Peter's and St. John's, and so that's where you get your PJ's. Okay, so it's not pyjamas, it's not pyjamas. It's not pyjamas. It took me about six months to figure that out, by the way. Um, And so it it was started in particular when the the church saw that there was a, a large community of people that were kind of left out of society in a lot of ways, I suppose. Um, uh, the marginalised community of Darlinghurst. I think HIV was extremely uh, rampant at the time around here, or it was perceived as. And um, and so I, I guess in a lot of ways, uh, the church looked at the, the people that I guess were affected by that a lot and thought, can we make a place where we can actually welcome people in? Um, and and try and create a space where where people feel welcomed and feel loved and feel a sense of belonging, and so that's how PJs came about. Um, and you know, we could go into the story of uh, the Good Samaritan there, which is the the Bible verse that I've preached on so many times to new volunteers about you know um, loving your neighbour and who is your neighbour and things like that. Um, but the the main point is. Uh, these are people that, that may have seemed left out at that time um, and, and the church wanted to welcome them in. 
PJ's got sold off. Um, Skeggs, the school is there now, and um, Rough Edges opened uh, a few years later. I guess that's the important thing about to remember, right? This is not just about the homeless. This is about the marginalised, the people on the outskirts of society, the people that feel like they don't have a place. This Absolutely. is a, a community centre for, for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I, you know, a, an estimate would be about 95% of our people are either struggling with homeless or at extreme risk of homeless, homelessness. Um, However, we get a, a plethora of different people in with different issues. Um, and most of the time, we see that people really just want to have community, have a chat, be welcomed in. And, um, you know, I, I, think, I think that's one of our, our most basic needs, other than the food, um, is just to, to have a place where you belong. So that is fundamentally what Rough Edges is. It's basically just a place to belong. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. That's I really like that. I'll, I'll right. use that in future. Okay, that's yours. That's <laughs> yeah. yours. And within that, so obviously you guys hand out food. Was it seven, yep. seventy meals a day? Was I read that? Yeah, I mean, uh, pre-pandemic, it was seventy <laughs> meals a day. Unfortunately, we're on a very public road, where, and at the moment, we can only serve food from the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our numbers have dropped a little bit. Uh, due to the fact that people just don't have that place to hang out that Rough Edges used to be, which mm. is a bit devastating uh, for us and for them. Um, so, yeah, the, the numbers have dropped slightly. However, we're still getting around the 50 to 60 mark. Um, and then, yeah, pre-pandemic, it was, uh, you know, anywhere between 70 and 120, 150 one night. Oh, wow. We were chock-a-block, Yeah. <laughs> And how, I always think it takes a special kind of person to get into this sort of work. You're basically running towards people who are at their worst, you know, at at Mm. some of the toughest times in their lives. So how did you get into this? Um, I'm actually not that special person, but my wife is. (laughs) (laughs) My wife is a a social worker and she was working uh, with women mainly that were experiencing homelessness. Um, And she just used to come home and talk about it uh, a lot and uh, to the point where I couldn't help but just be interested and fascinated by what she was doing um, and then a job came up in her work in a different department uh, and I went for it and got it um, and it's kind of just evolved from there it's you know I, I tend to think you know it takes a pretty big step a big step of faith if you like um, but once you're in, it's so easy to get so passionate about this kind of work, you know. Um, it's so easy to just be absolutely spurred on by, um, I, guess, I guess, the people you meet, the amazing stories they have, um, and just the, the misinformation you hear, you know. That, that's been amazing, is understanding from a different point of view now what it is to be homeless or why people are homeless in the first place. Um, that is just completely revolutionised in my mind through through working in this kind of work. Um, it really does. It changes your life, kind of, yeah. in, in a big sense. Well, we're going to let the listener and the viewer decide, decide whether or not you're a special person. But I think there was something that you said in a video that I saw on the website, which I found incredibly inspiring, which was that you said that you're not aiming to rescue or take over the homeless. Mm. You're not trying to fix their problems but to travel next to them sure. and I think that is possibly the biggest gap in between how the general public think 
the homeless need fixed yeah, or absolutely. how we can help them and how people that actually work for Rough Edges, for the Wayside Chapel that, that we spoke to in a previous episode, approach the, approach the problem, if you want to call it a problem. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, from my point of view, what you guys at, at Rough Edges are doing is, is approaching the problem of homelessness from a completely different angle, right? Yeah. This is not as simple as here are people without a house that need money, here's money, problem fixed. Mm. It's here are people that feel as if they have no identity and no place. Yeah. So Rough Edges provide a community where that problem can be can be solved you know here is a place where you're all welcome yeah sure sure so yeah i i guess um you know there, there was a study done back in the 1990s i believe by the world bank where they just went out to all these uh or the all the poorest communities on the planet and and they just asked the question what is poverty and you know i do this as an exercise with all my volunteers as they uh come in um, and I always ask them, what is poverty? And the, the answers I always get back are things about lack of access to things, you know, basically a lack of access to stuff that we need to survive, water, shelter, food, all that kind of thing. The replies that they got back uh, when the World Bank did this study was completely different. It actually talked about fear, loneliness, anxiety, um, and those kind of I guess emotional level things that that people miss out on um, and so yeah there's obviously food there's obviously um, you know clothes that we can we can provide people but the biggest thing that we aim to provide is is just a, a place to be a place where community happens um, and and you know it's it's when people have access to that along with you know the physical needs which I'm not. I'm not uh, doubting their importance. They are absolutely important, um, and in fact, I will say, the first step we need to do to solve homelessness in this country is bump up the amount of public housing that we have, making sure that people can find access to housing. Um, but after that, you know, how can we make everyone or get everyone involved in this goal of absolutely welcoming people in? Um, and and building, I guess, self-esteem for those people, uh, you know, that is what will transform. That is what will, you know, bring people out a little bit more than just, you know, here's a sandwich. Yeah. I think that's something that we, Nick and I, who films all of these, discovered where we worked on Filthy Rich and Homeless, this big TV show here. And the thing in that show, as you all know, Basically, celebrities become homeless for 10 days yeah. and then report on, on what they And the thing that every single one of them said is that you, can, you become invisible, you know? If yeah. you're sitting on the street, even someone that you know could walk past you yeah. and not see you or pretend to not see you or not really look at you and not really think of you as an individual, but think of you as another homeless person. Mm. Another homeless person asked me for money to spend it on booze or spend it on drugs, whatever. You're just a, <laughs> a label or a stereotype yeah. rather than an identity. Yeah. I guess that idea of giving people self-worth yeah. by inviting them into a community and go, right, here are things you're good at, here's what you can contribute to our little circle here. Absolutely, is, yeah. It's massive. Yeah. I think often people, I don't know if you agree with me, I think people often feel the way that they believe they're perceived. You know, if, if I remember thinking this, if somebody thinks you're stupid, yeah. and you think that everyone here thinks you're stupid, 
you start acting stupid, you know, you <laughs> yeah, start yeah. actually thinking maybe I am and, you know, making the wrong decision. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if, if that's the same thing when, you, when, you know, you've spoken to people who, have, who are homeless and who people do not value or people do not look at intrinsically as an individual. Mm. What experiences have you had of, of the change they see in stepping into a community and being given some self-worth? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think um, one thing you'll say straight away when you come to Rough Edges is there's a sensitivity that um, is evident all the time. If, if someone accidentally jumps the queue, which can happen, uh, we hear about it. If, <laughs> if someone gets more food than someone else, we hear about it. And why is that? It's because, uh, you know, self-esteem seems quite low from my observation. Um, and so, you know, the other week, um, a guy that's that's been coming along to Rough Edges for a really long time, just suddenly bought everyone ice cream. Um, I don't know where, I've been told it was Messina, but I've, I'm, I'm sure that was, <laughs> I'm sure that was indulgent of the story. I, I think it was just a, a pun, a few punnets of ice cream from Woolies actually. Yeah. But, um, but you know that that kind of generosity um, is is amazing, you know, um, and it, and it's from a guy who himself is at, at times quite sensitive. Mm. Um, on the other hand, you know, one thing we do see a lot uh, amongst amongst uh, our patrons at Ruffies is incredible generosity, where it's almost. Um, sometimes reckless generosity to, to the people that they're with. And so... Um, In what way? Yeah, give us an example of that. Oh, you know, I lent this person $200. You, you don't even... You didn't even have $250. Why yeah. did you lend all your money to someone else? Mm. Well, because they needed it. All right, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and and that happens a lot, you know. We we get people coming in and, and and you know and saying, you know, this person just just lent me this money, kind of thing. Um, and I, I guess I guess it's just amazing to see that people in need are, are helping people mm. who are also in need um, to such a, a a massive degree, you know. Um, I get cranky when I have to give a hundred dollars over to a, a charity. I don't get cranky, I, I, but I, I very much think twice about it. And I've got you know a lot more money to, to give away. Mm. I don't have plenty of money, but I have more. Um, and uh, you know I, I see all the time that, that people are, are happy to, to help each other out in that, that sense. And these are people that are in fact living on the street, rough mm. sleeping, or just housed, or, or you know in housing. Yeah. Um, they don't have plenty to give away and yet they give it away. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess um, creating that community, uh, you know, really plays a part in all of this. Um, building up that kind of, that kind of self-esteem, that kind of um, uh, generosity, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it seems, if... If you can create a space in which the homeless are helping the homeless, because mm. in a way you and I can try and help, mm. but we haven't got a clue. You know, in a way yeah. we haven't experienced it. We don't actually know the ins and outs of, of living rough. 
Yeah. And if you can, you know, create a space where they can go and say, you know, here's a few good tips, here's a bit of money, this is what I would do here, this is what I would do there, you know, what an amazing effect that would have in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just listening. Uh, I mean, listening is something that, that I think our society in general has, has kind of forgotten, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, someone's living on the street, but you don't know their whole history of how they got there. And I can guarantee it wasn't an easy road. You know, they didn't just kind of get sick of paying their bills and, you know, take their bed outside. Um, listening to people and, and you know, allowing them to, to make decisions. So, you know, um, to some extent, I, I hear it a lot, like, how can we get them into a job? Well, don't. Just, just be with them. Be next to them. Ask them what they want to do. Ask them what they need. Um, you know, one of our values is personal growth, and that means treating the person as the expert, as the expert of their own uh, situation. Um, and so allowing a person to, to make their own decisions and just providing them with the options they need, um, you know, uh, that, that helps way more. Um, so yeah, I, and, and definitely um, seeing homeless people, helping homeless people is, is I, you know, it happens whether we're there or not, to be mm -hmm. totally honest. Um, I asked a guy the other day, what is it like just being homeless? And he says, at times it's horrible, other times it's amazing because of the people you meet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely that aspect, definitely a, a, a place where where people are, are there for each other in that community. It seems um, that that's the biggest currency at Rough Edges, that the way to treat people, what you're trying to teach and encourage is compassion. That's, yeah, absolutely. That is the way to, to go about treating people who are experiencing these sort of effects is not by throwing money at them, it's not trying to fix their problems, it's not going to give you a job, it's that listening, it's that helping, it's that just sitting back and, and giving them the space to, to share their story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, all our, all our volunteers go through training. Um, we make our volunteers do a whole weekend of training, which, at which they pay for, by the way, um, which, you know, kind of filters a few people out, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, one thing we train our volunteers in is uh, a style of conflict management called nonviolent communication. And that is about training people to see past that kind of um, emotional outrage or the emotional response to to um, you know how they're feeling at the time and and it trains people to, to look past that to look past how you might be getting treated at the time and just go what does this person need right now really um, because that um, that's going to be huge uh, mm -hmm. if you can if you can give the person what what's deficient in their life does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, if you can, if you can, um, you know, uh, give the person, you know, the acceptance that they're craving, or just the the safety they're craving, uh, you can see change in in someone's life straight away. Um, you know, um, on one occasion we had a guy. I've told this story so many times. By the way, go on, um, to us. Let's hear it. Uh, we had a guy come in, and he was furious, just screaming at everyone, kind of swearing and, and yelling at abuse at people. I, being an old high school teacher, tried to do a high school teacher thing, uh, where you go and stand next to the naughty kid, 
Um, that worked like a charm in high school. It did not work in this situation. <laughs> um, in this situation, this guy just started screaming abuse at me kind of thing. Um, and, you know, that was absolutely the dumbest idea I had possibly since I started working here. <laughs> um, and uh, another volunteer just came up um, who happens to work in, in mental health, in the mental health industry. And she just came up to this guy and said, mate, you look really afraid. And in my mind at that moment, I was thinking, you don't say that to a, a, an Australian or British man. Yeah. You know, that is not what you say to, yeah. to men in this society kind of thing. But for that guy, it was exactly what he needed to hear. And he just burst into tears. And it was at that moment that I looked at him for the first time, like properly mm. and, and like started to put two and two together, you know, it was the coldest night of the year. It was freezing outside. And this guy had a T-shirt on and he was holding up his jeans and he had no shoes. Mm. And, you know, at that moment, saying you're afraid is exactly what this guy felt. He felt terrified. How is he going to get through the night if he's rough sleeping? Mm. Um, and so at that moment, you know, me and this volunteer, we, we just started grabbing all the things we could find that would, would help this guy, a pair of shoes, a big coat, and, um, and a, a swag that we, we had. Um, and the guy was just overcome. And, and suddenly, you know, now I see this guy come into Rough Edges and we just sit down and have a, an amazing chat, you know, mm-hmm. every single time. And why? Because, because this volunteer spotted exactly what this guy needed at that time. Uh, and, it was, and it wasn't about, you know, responding to how you, she was being treated. <laughs> it was responding to what that guy needed. Oh, that is a challenging thing to teach, I imagine. It's it really, it, I mean... Fight it's, fire with fire, someone screaming at you and yeah. not get fired up and, and respond to Well, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a hard concept, but so hard in the moment. Mm. Um, so hard in the moment. You know, so many times I've walked in with the idea in my head, okay, what does this person need? And by the end, I'm like, just, just leave me alone. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't figure this out. Just, just go away, um, because you know my patience lets me down or, or whatever. But yeah, um, so hard in the moment, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, I think it's fitting to to talk about fear in that. So October, which is when we're filming this, is a very important time for Rough Edges because yep. this is when you do Roughtober. Roughtober. Roughtober is. See what we did there. <laughs> yeah, it's very clever. It's yep. very clever. So Roughtober is. Anyone goes and sleeps rough, usually all together, right? In the, in the past, been all together. Yeah. Um, in order to raise money and awareness for for roughies. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, and I guess the uh, I've watched a few videos that you guys have filmed in the past of this, and I guess what's become apparent is it's so much bigger than just raising money for for rough edges. Yeah. What inevitably happens is that you realise everything that goes with sleeping rough, right? It's not just you don't get much sleep for a night. Yeah. It's that they understand what comes with that the fear the insecurity the you know everything that goes into sleeping on the street and that brings with it more compassion brings with it more conversation brings with it more understanding absolutely Um, now this year's a bit different isn't it because obviously this year's 2020 and everything's different different. Uh, so this year it's gonna be a virtual yeah COVID style okay so (laughs) tell us tell us about how this year is going to compare to others so this year um you know our jobs have changed completely. You know, now I've learned how to cut videos together. Yeah. We are doing a Zoom event uh, and asking people to sleep rough in their own home 
which mm-hmm. is a strange idea, but it means sleeping rough in your backyard, on your balcony. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're planning to do some exercises, some, some uh, cognitive exercises mm-hmm. to get people to make the leap. What, what would it actually be like to really be homeless in this and, you know, not have a house you can just walk inside and use the bathroom and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so, yeah, people are able to get involved from home, which is amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, to, to sleep rough on their balcony or back in back their backyard and uh, raise money uh, by getting sponsors. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. this Friday, October 30th? That is this Friday, October 30th. 7 p.m. is it starting? 7 p.m. is when the Zoom event starts. Okay, so we all Zoom in and we all do this together. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. the idea of people doing it in their offices as well. Something about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so some people are doing it in their office. Um, some people are doing it in the car park of their uh, uh, of their work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And in in the past, have this been a combination of volunteers, people want to get involved, and some people that actually sleep rough? Do you all? Share the same space. How how how's it? Yeah. In so in the past, we've done it around the church building that we're directly attached mm. to, um, and we end up with volunteers and just members of the the community, um, you know, members of my Facebook friendship group. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, we we definitely have people that are sleeping rough for real. Join us, mm. I think, in on for those people. Sleeping with a big group of friendly people is actually the safest night they'll have for a few mm. few months, you know. Um, and so, yeah, we have a, a, a massive plethora of, of different people coming to join us for those for those events. Awesome. Definitely. So to yeah. get involved, all we have to do is sit rough Friday 30th. Yeah, and, and sign up. Um, jump okay. onto our website and you follow the links to Roughtober and, and, yeah, sign up. Get involved. And yeah. if you don't want to sleep rough, you just got to... Donate. Donate to someone who's brave enough to do it. Absolutely. And yeah. donate a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot. Starting 100, 150 minimum. That's... Yeah, or a grand, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I guess the final question I want to ask is not not an easy one, I guess. It's, oh, wow. You did say it was a, it was a busy street. What was that? <laughs> that's, the, that's the grill opening downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the final question I wanted to ask is, what is the one thing we as a general public are doing wrong in our approach to the homeless? And sure. what is the most important thing we could do to help going forward? Yeah, I, I think, you know, going back on, on what we discussed earlier is, uh, are you actually listening to, to, to people? So, you know, I, I get the question a lot. What can I do if I see someone on the street? Mm-hmm. And my answer is, number one, have an inward look first. Are you actually approaching this person with a helpful attitude? Is it that you're coming to them thinking, I can, I can really help this person? Or is it coming in going, man, this person's obviously having a really, really hard time right mm. now. Um, and then talk to them, I think, is, is step two. Um, in terms of you know wider community, how are we uh, how are we going? Um, yeah, I, I think I think the first step is is making sure our perception of home, homelessness is correct. Mm-hmm. You know, once that happens, once uh, the majority of people are on the on the 
right track with that um, in terms of the perception of homelessness and how to actually solve the problem, um, then, you know, I, I think, I think we're, we're going to be a lot better off. I think moving forward, you know, it, it will bring about the right kind of action. But um, I, definitely, I, I definitely don't believe we're there yet. I, I think we've got a long way to go. And I think, you know, shows like um, Filthy Rich and Homeless are exactly what we need to be doing. Exactly, you know, finding what the truth is about the situation and promoting it. So I, I think that was a, a, a fantastic show. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I would definitely say education here is the key. Um, changing, changing perceptions, changing attitudes... Uh, and seeing, you know, the different outcome that you see in people's actions towards it. Um, and then, as I said before, I, I think housing needs to, needs to bump up. We, we need to really put a lot of time and effort into that. And note that um, I, think, I think the statistic is, you know, having someone on the street is actually much more expensive than having them housed. Um, and that blows my mind. Wow. You know, if if that wasn't, um, if, you know, if that's widely known, how much more are we going to be going? Right. Well, let's put people in housing. You mm. know, and support them in it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. Amazing. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Thank you for playing your part in this in this amazing community. It's 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 really inspiring to come in and get insight even though you don't think you're special <laughs> we we think you're special yeah. we think your wife's special too we think you're wow. special and yeah. uh, anyone anyone who's listening to this this friday october 30th get involved hop onto the rough edges website either sleep rough yourself or sponsor someone that is doing it thank you very much thank you cheers Hi, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hack Chats. If you did enjoy the pod, please do go back and listen to some previous episodes. I would particularly push you in the direction of the Wayside Chapel episode, which we refer to in this podcast and tackles a lot of similar issues on homelessness. You can also track us down on Instagram at Hack Chats. Thank you for all your feedback and support. It does mean a great deal to me and any of your reviews and ratings go a long way to spreading the message far and wide. Looking forward to seeing you all next week here on Hack Chats.